Everybody has got to be dying to know what in the world is this blue blanket up here for. And I'm going to tell you in just a little bit. Now, Mr. Sidney didn't know this, uh, but me and him are pretty much preaching on the same thing today. The Holy Spirit kind of moving in the same directions. Neither did Jennings, and, and we sung the song, Let Others See Jesus in You, and that pretty much is what we're talking about today. Uh, today we're going to talk about how to change the world. Now that makes some of you excited because you look at this world today and you say, I want this world to be changed. And I want to tell you today that I have figured it out in God's Word. I want to tell you how we can change the world. And, 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 and what's really been awesome this week is, is God had laid this on my heart before uh, we ever begin to see all of the, the effects of this flooding and everything that it took place. But then to see uh, how people have responded throughout this has just been the most uplifting thing ever. James commented on that, and, and it has just been so overwhelmingly uplifting to see people coming together and loving each other. And that's really what it's all about. As Christians, that's what God calls us to do. But, but, but where it really hit me last week, and I began to realize how much something small can make such a difference in your life. And, 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 and what happened was this. Oh, wait, I got the slides in the wrong order. What happened was this. What happened was this. And this was a piece of Miss Pat's chocolate pie. Now, some of you are saying, is Miss Pat's chocolate pie the key to changing the world? Well, it, it may be, but I don't think... If it was, we'd, we'd put our money together, we'd build a factory right out here, and she'd probably bake pies all day if it would change the world. I believe she'd do it. That's not, that's not what's going to change the world, although it will change your day if you have a piece of it, I'll tell you. I did eat that piece of pie, but let me tell you what happened last Sunday. Miss Pat is always good to make those pies, because I love them. It's my favorite. And she had made one last Sunday, and I was over there eating and talking, running my mouth. I wasn't paying no attention. And she come over there to me, and she said, did you get a piece of pie? Because it was all gone. It wasn't none left. I said, no, ma'am, I didn't get any, but it's not, not a problem. And somebody came up to me, and they must have heard her say that, and they had the last piece of pie, and they said, I want you to have my piece of pie, and they gave me their piece of pie. And I said, whoa. I said, that's a pretty good deal. I didn't do nothing to deserve the pie. I didn't ask for the pie. They just did it. Because they loved me, and they wanted me to have pie. And I said right there, in that moment, I said, this is what could change the world. Is if every one of us, when we saw somebody that had a need or had a want that we could meet, that could help them out, we put our own self to the side and said, God, I'm not going to worry about my needs, but I'm going to worry about taking care of the needs of other people. If we all lived like that, from the littlest piece of pie to the biggest thing we could do for somebody, if we all lived like that, it would change the world. It would change the world. And it's all in God's Word. It's all over God's Word. From front to back, that's what God calls us to do, Christian. That's what God calls us to do. Now, I want to read three scriptures to you today. If you got your Bible, I want you to get it. And you can put a finger in all of them. I'm going to make you work for it. Luke chapter 10. If you want to turn there, you can go ahead and put a finger in the other ones if you want to. And I'm going to read through all three of them. You know, I've mentioned in, on a couple of different occasions over the last couple of weeks that there are, there are some of, some scriptures in God's Word that you just read 
and and you feel like you just 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 that scripture alone is enough that it just speaks to you and you're like man that if i could just get that everything would fall into place and i've said that there are some scriptures at least in my life that i read and they do that to me and so as i was thinking about that and thinking about this sermon i was thinking you know what what are some scriptures that, that we could really hang on to lord that would really just show us what we need what we need to learn, what we need to live by that would keep us in line. And these, these three scriptures came to my mind almost instantly. And in these three scriptures, I think we are going to see exactly what God calls us to do as Christians to live for Him that can have the biggest impact that we could possibly have in this world. Luke chapter 10, verse 27. Now, don't get me wrong. What I ain't saying is, don't go out there and say, well, Brother Shan said all we got to know is three scriptures. We don't have to know the rest of the Bible. No, that ain't what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, these three scriptures, they pretty much encapsulate everything the Bible says from cover to cover, from beginning to end. These scriptures really kind of get to the heart of what God calls us to. Luke chapter 10, verse 27. Jesus was talking to a guy here, uh, and there we see a couple of instances of this same thing where uh, some guys are asking God, what's the greatest law, or, or this, that, and the other, wanting to know about the law, and how should we live, and who is my neighbor, and all these things. And this is what the Bible says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now let's flip over a little further to Philippians chapter 2. That's going to be kind of right smack dab in the middle of Paul's writings. If you can find Galatians, Ephesians, you're getting close. It's in the New Testament. <coughs> Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Some of you are getting a double dip. I just preached on this a couple weeks ago, but it's good. It's still just as good today as it was then. Do nothing out of robbery or conceit, but in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. And last, John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Some of you may be familiar with John 3, 16. Some of you may have heard it a lot. If you're here today, you have no words. Praise the Lord, you're going to get to hear it today. John chapter 3, verse 16, but we're not going to stop there. We read verse 16, but boy, verse 17 is good, and we don't want to miss that today. For God loved the world in this way. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world that He might condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Let's pray. God, I come to you this morning, and I thank you for uh, these good verses. And I pray that you would help us to just get something out of your word today. Dear Lord, you have put a ton of stuff on my heart and on my mind this week, and God, I don't want to just ramble on today. So help what needs to come to the top. Help me to say what you want me to say, dear Lord. And help me to be quiet when it's time to be quiet, God. I pray that your Holy Spirit would do the, do the speaking today, that you would hide me behind the cross, dear Lord, in my weakness, that you would help my, my, my lack of ability and my, my mind that wants to wander and get confused and my nerves and, and all these things, God, that you would just take those today and that you would speak through me in spite of me, dear Lord God. 
Bless us this morning. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. We look at those three scriptures today, and they really, I think, encapsulate exactly what all of God's Word says. And I said, boy, if, if, in looking at all of Scripture, not just those verses, what do I think that God calls us to as Christians to be the disciples that He wants us to be to change the world? And this is what I come up with. I used this, this fancy American flag cover since the Olympics was going on. But these two words, I said, if I live by this, it's going to change the world. And that is, finish third. Now some of you are looking crazy. What in the world is he talking about? I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. Finish third. Now that goes against everything that you have ever been taught in your life. It goes against everything this world says. But what I'm telling you, what I believe God's Word tells us, is that we need to finish third. Well, what do I mean by that? Here's what I mean by that. We saw in the text that we are to put the Lord our God first. We are to worship Him with all we got. He should be first in our life. We should put our neighbor as equal to ourselves. But Philippians says, not just equal to, but we should consider the needs as, uh, of others as more important than our own. And we saw with our own Lord and Savior, God's only begotten Son, who gave His life for us so that we could have eternal life, we saw what? He was concerned about being in God's will, right? He prayed, God, not my will be done, but yours. Jesus put God first, and Jesus put us second, because Jesus was more concerned about your soul than about His physical being. And Jesus, hanging on a cross, being crucified, was third because his desire was, one, to please the Lord, two, to see that you were taken care of, and only third did he come in on his own. Now this goes against everything that, that, that we have ever been taught, but this is what can change the world. Because when we do things that are unexpected, that are so different from the norm. People see that we love them. People see that there is something different about us. And sometimes all it takes is the smallest thing to change someone's life. Mr. Sidney gave us a prime example. You're having a hard time and somebody says, I'm praying for you, and I know that don't seem much, but it can change everything in your life. You having a, 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 a bad day, maybe somebody does something nice for you, something you didn't deserve, and it kind of convicts you. You think, whoa, it kind of opens your eyes and think, I didn't deserve this, but somebody did it for me anyway. Maybe it's something as simple as somebody giving you a piece of pie. When we do things for other people and they see that it comes from a heart of love, when, when they see that we are not a selfish person, when they see that we are not doing it for our own benefit, for our own glory, for our own praise, when people see that we're putting God first and we're not just saying it, but we're living it by our actions and we're putting other people before our need, we can sit back and finish in third place and get the bronze medal and feel pretty good about it because we know that we're doing what God calls us to do. Now, when I'm talking about finishing third, that's what God... I'm not talking about if you go out here and race with your friends after church and there's four or five of you, just finish third and that's going to change the world. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about putting others' needs ahead of yours. I'm talking about looking at the importance... Uh, of put, putting the importance of other people's needs in front of your needs. And praise the Lord, I, I see that in this church. 
I've seen that this week in this church. I've seen that this week all around Louisiana. And you know what? It's making a difference. You know what? It's changing the world. Brother Jennings pointed out what was Baton Rouge like a month ago. It was a horrible mess. People hated each other. People didn't want to have nothing to do with each other. People killing each other. And all of a sudden, people started looking out for the needs of others instead of the need of themselves. And look at what happened. It changed everything. It changed the whole city. It took a flood to do it. It took a flood to get people's attention. But it changed the whole city. I saw a lot of people in the last few days, both down there and up here, and everybody's helping everybody out. Everybody's praying for everybody. Everybody's saying, what can I do for you? And that's what our world needs. That's exactly what our world needs because what we see in this world is we see hatred and we see selfishness and we see all of these things taking place and we're worried about me, 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 me when God's Word says, I want you to worry about others. When Jesus Christ Himself wasn't worried about His own life, but He was worried about your soul. Jesus didn't say me, 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 me. He said, oh, what can I do for you, you, you? His whole ministry was going around to heal people, to take care of those in need, and to die on a cross for you. And so as disciples of Jesus Christ, if we want to change the world, then we need to let others see Jesus in us. We need to let others see that same attitude of putting others first in us. And that makes make more of a difference in somebody's life than if they come in here and heard a sermon every Sunday for a year. Because while God's Word is good, it's the best, and the Holy Spirit speaks, sometimes it is our actions that will get people to say, you know what? I want to listen to what He has to say. I want to listen to what she has to say. And when people say, thank you for doing good for me and looking out for me and giving me a piece of pie, then we say, glory be to God. Because it is because of the Lord that I am doing this. It is because God has blessed me that I have blessed you. It is because God desires for us to take care of one another that I have blessed you. And we give God the glory. But sometimes it is our actions they can open the ears of people's hearts so that they will listen to what God's Word says. Because they've seen it. They've seen it lived out. And God's Word calls us to finish third. God's Word calls us to look out for the needs of others. God's Word calls us, church, to go and reach lost sinners. But do we do a good job of that. I was thinking about this week as I was reading these, these, these verses and thinking about that. I was thinking about the world should see in Christians that God is first in our life and that we fear the Lord and we want to serve the Lord and trust the Lord. The world should see in our actions that we have a, a desire to meet and take care of those in need. And the world should see that we're a people that's just kind of Sitting in the background, as Jesus says, those who are first shall be last, and those who are last shall be first. We should be those who are in the background taking care of others. That's what the world should see in our personal life and as a church. 
But the question is, what does the world see? What does the world see? Because we know a lot of you do, John 3.16. We know that God loved the world so much he sent his one and only son. We know that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. We know that truth all through the text. If you didn't know it, praise the Lord. You just heard what the Bible is all about. We know that in the text, but verse 17 that follows that up, boy, that's a tough one. Because it says that Jesus didn't come in to condemn the world, but Jesus came so that the world might be saved. But what is the world seeing in churches today? What is the world seeing in an Enterprise Baptist church? Are they seeing a church that is condemning? Or are they seeing a church that is bearing the, the, the saving grace of Jesus Christ? Let me ask you guys, I want to ask you guys a question. I want to poll you all this morning. I want to poll you, and I'm going to ask you guys, I want you to think about, for just a second, the, the sin that, that is probably, uh, the sin that would most affect the church, the one that we need to make the most sure that we do not allow into the church. If there was one sin that you could think of, just one, one sin that you could think of that we need to be on guard for that could, that could make the biggest devastation to the church, I want you to think about what that sin would be, and I'm fixing to poll you. All right, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand when I name the sin that, 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 that you've picked. All right, how many of you thought gossip? If you thought gossip was the most detrimental, deadly sin to the church, all right? How many of you, if you thought worry was the most deadly, detrimental sin to the church? How many of you thought gluttony was the most detrimental sin to the church? How many of you thought hatred was the most detrimental sin to the church? How many of you thought idolatry was the most deadly, detrimental sin to the church? How many of you thought homosexuality was the deadliest sin of the church? How many of you thought drunkenness was the deadly, most, uh, most worst possible sin of the church? You see, all of these things are sin in the church, but a lot of these things we don't, ever, we don't ever notice as being a problem. We just skim over those things. Now, there are many more sins that I didn't mention. What, somebody tell me a sin that I didn't mention that could be a deadly, detrimental sin to the church. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. False doctrine. How many of you thought hypocrite? Just two? You see, there are so many different sins that, that, that come into the church, and there are so many of those that I just mentioned that maybe you didn't realize were a sin that can cause a problem in the church. Teaching false doctrine, hypocrisy, all of those sins that I just mentioned can cause a major problem in the church. But the problem that we face as a church is that oftentimes, we as Christians, we want to pick or choose one sin... Or another sin, and we want to, to point out that it's somehow much worse or not as bad as another sin. When in all reality, the Bible doesn't label sin as being better or worse than any other sin. All sins are equally bad, and all sins are detrimental to the church. 
And there are some that we overlook and there are some that we put greater emphasis on. But what we have to be careful of as a church is that we don't come forward with a spirit of condemnation toward those who are living in sin. It's not that we are accepting of one sin over another. But what we want to do in the world is we want to show the saving grace of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. And so many times we say, we cannot allow this sinner, we cannot allow this type of sinner and that type of sinner to come into the church, all the while we're overlooking other kind of sinners. We'll pick one sin that's bad and say we can't allow them in, but we'll take another sin, let's say gossip, just because that's a simple little one that sometimes we neglect and overlook. We can put up with that. But what we need to do as a church is not uh, be condemning to, to, to sinners. We need to show sinners the love of Jesus Christ. We need to show sinners that, look, Jesus came to die so that you could be forgiven. Not so that we could continue to live in sin, but so that we could be freed from sin. Instead of talking about certain groups and certain sinners, what are we doing to go out and reach those groups and to reach those sinners? Are we being part of the problem? Are we being part of the solution? What the world needs to see from us is love. What the world needs to see from us is look. Not that we just sweep sin under the rug and say everything is okay. Because that's not what we do, church. Because the Bible clearly says what's right and wrong. But what we want to do is see those who are living in sin and say, look, I want to help you. I want to show you God's Word. I want to give you freedom from that. I want to help you to be able to get through that sin you are living in, living in. Whether it's someone in the church or someone outside of the church. And when we begin to humble ourselves and put the needs of others before our own, and when we begin to reach out to people and stop judging as a church, but begin to show the love of Jesus Christ, then we'll be able to reach people in a way that we've never reached people before. When we say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to finish third. God, I want to put you first. God, I want to put the needs of others more important than my own, even if that means a sacrifice. God, I want to serve you so that the world can see a change. And that's what our goal should be as a church, is putting the needs of others first so that the world can see, hey, there's something different about them. And that's something different about us. It should be Jesus Christ, and it should be an attitude of love. So let's finish third. Let's put God first. Let's put others before our own needs. And let's show people a love that they've never seen before so that they can come to Jesus Christ and accept a Savior that they've never accepted before. Let's pray. God, I come to you now. I thank you for your good word today. And I pray that you would help us to live by your word. God, I pray that you would help us to to put you first in our life. And sometimes maybe we don't do that, God. Sometimes maybe we don't do that. But I pray that we would do that today. God, 
Maybe there have been times in our life that we have seen someone in need and, and we've had the ability to help and we didn't. God, maybe there have been times that we were selfish and we didn't help because it might have affected us and we didn't want to sacrifice a little bit. We didn't want to inconvenience ourselves, dear Lord. But God, help us to remember Jesus in those times. How He was inconvenienced for us, dear Lord. How He sacrificed so much for us. And that it wasn't easy for Him, dear Lord, but He did it because He loved us. So God, help us to be that example to the world. Help us to love on the world. God, help us to love the unlovable. That's what's tough, dear Lord. Those people that do us wrong. Your Word says anybody can love somebody who loves them back, but... God, it's when we love those who do us wrong. That's what makes the difference. So God, help us to change the world. God, not on our own, but that we change the world by being obedient disciples to you. That we do good deeds, not so we receive glory, but so we do good deeds so that the world will look at you and say, man, look at what God has done. And God, I pray that you would help us to, anytime we become selfish or place things before you, or anytime we become selfish and worry about our own needs instead of others, God, that we just should remember that we need to finish third. That we want to give you all the glory and we want to do all we can to meet the needs of others. And I thank you for that, we, that we've seen that in these last, this last week in Louisiana. I thank you for those who have given, dear Lord, I thank you for giving us a heart of people who have put others first, dear Lord God. And help us to continue to seek you in all that we do. I pray that as we have this time of invitation, God, that maybe there's one in this, in this room that does not know you, Lord Jesus. I pray that they would come to know you today. God, maybe there's one in this room that uh, just is struggling with some stuff and they need to come down and give it to you, that they would come today and that they would kneel down and spend some time in prayer and seek you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.